0: to another C-Sessions. I am your host, Randall Broad, and we have two wonderful guests here today. One that's been on here before, but I'm going to start with the other one first, Brad Power, who is a process innovation consultant, and he's focused on re-engineering cancer treatment, particularly empowering cancer patients, caregivers, and startups. Brad, welcome.
1: Thank you, Randy. Good, Glad to be here.
0: I'm really grateful to have you here and then we have the esteemed Erica Hanson Brown who is the founding mayor of Town. She was on a session a couple of weeks ago and she was so good and we got so many great reviews we decided to have her back but we have her back because she and Brad are starting a new endeavor and we're going to share that today. So with that, Brad, let's start with you first. We usually go ladies first, but since you we've had Eric on before, let's go with Brad. Brad, give us just a little bit of history and how you got to where you're at today.
1: Well, I was many years as you said a process innovation consultant working with large organizations and changing their work. And then I was diagnosed with lymphoma a couple of years ago. Went through a course of chemotherapy. I'm in remission, knock on wood, and got decided at a, uh, there was a particularly pivotal moment where I was at a conference and the one of the people said, we sequence all of our patients. And I was being treated by that institution. And I stood up in this large amphitheater and said, no, you don't, I love your institution, but I haven't been sequenced despite having asked my oncologist five times to have, it, have my tumor sequenced. And a bunch of people came up to me afterwards and said, you have a voice, you're a patient. And so I felt like it was God calling me. So it was this pivotal moment for me and I decided to focus my activities on re-engineering cancer, cancer treatment and taking a patient perspective.
0: Good for you. Isn't it funny how those situations have that way of affecting you and leading you to where it does. It's really, it's always amazing. Erica, now it's your turn. Just give us a little recap, if you will, telling us about your story and how you became the mayor of Colontown.
2: Oh golly, that's too long a story, Randy. I'm not going to tell it all, but I will tell you that I was diagnosed 18 years ago, a little over 18 years ago with, as it turned out, advanced colon cancer. I was treated, and then I started coming back out of my treatment, waiting for the, the, the shoe to drop. And golly, today, 18 years later, I'm a recovery. You wanted to know how I started colon town basically I was looking around for something like colon town for me when I first emerged from the cocoon that we go into when we enter this world of cancer and cancer care and it wasn't there so I decided if not me who because as you well know I'm a network builder builder by profession so I needed to build a network of my my new colleagues in cancer care, and the patient experience.
0: Got it. And then thank you very much for sharing it. And so speaking of networking, how did you two meet each other?
2: Gee, that's a good cool question. Could it,
1: be, <laughs> could it be through Randy Broad? What a leading question by the witness has just been led to that answer. Yes. Yes. Randy said, you've got to talk to this Erica Brown, who's the powerhouse of, of patient leadership. So yeah, it was you.
0: And you're still talking to each other. So it's been what, about a year?
1: Oh no, do you get a commission for matchmaking? Well
0: I'm leading I'm get that's where I'm going. So I okay. just wanna make sure you get your <laughs> checkbook out before, you know, <laughs> we get off the call. Let's jump right in here. And you got this new project you're working on, Cancer Hacker Learning Lab. Who wants to dive into this first?
2: I think Brad should, because it's so, his project. Eric and I
1: have formed our friendship really over the pandemic. It's it's proof that Zoom has some upsides in terms of being able to uh, develop a friendship despite the pandemic and being isolated. We've been talking for many months about our shared interest in making a difference, about empowering patients, about empowering startups, and talking even about a podcast. So it's all kind of converged and come together over the last couple months with this idea that we would help new Ventures or or and, and Erica's going to correct me on this. Yeah, solutions to uh, problems that that uh, patients and caregivers experience when they're on their getting their cancer care. And once we did that, it all came together very quickly, surprisingly quickly. As the metaphor we use is that we've been riding a tiger. The feedback we've gotten from the market, the the feedback from all the people we've bounced this idea off of have been very enthusiastic and we haven't found anybody doing in the market exactly what we're doing.
2: Can I jump in there for a second? Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and the, I like to say that, that we've developed a place. Colintown is a place I have discovered in my work that if you give people a place where they can find one another, I like to use the concept of find your people. So it's wrapped around a cause. And what Brad evolved into was to say, I want to create a place where patient innovators can come and bring their ideas and we can help them evolve and develop their ideas if need be with whatever advice and counsel we can give them and connections we can bring to that conversation for them and help them bring their solution to the rest of the world. So that's the reason for bringing everybody together to the place called the Cancer Hacker Learning Lab.
0: Give us a little more of a overview, expound upon a little bit about what problem you're solving by creating this hackers lab.
1: I think that we should start with the, the idea that if you want to have rapid, big change in anything, startups are designed to do that, or outsiders or ventures or whatever we want to call it whereas the incumbents will all improve, but they're gonna improve incrementally and slowly. They've got a great business, they're trying to do better what they've uh, arrived at. As patients, we look at the, the world and say, I want a solution to my problem. And if the solution isn't there, if there are breakdowns in that system, the idea that it's gonna take a randomized clinical trial that'll take a decade and a billion dollars just doesn't cut it because I could be dead by then. We want to see more of the kinds of speed that you see in Silicon Valley, where they run an A-B test in seconds, as much as possible of that kind of speed to accelerate what is happening naturally, which often is, you know, due to safety and conservatism, is something that might take a decade to achieve.
0: So as established in the healthcare world as it is, at least that's been my experience, does this it seems like you're trying to disrupt things a little bit. You want to get things stirred up. Is that a
1: safe way to voice it? That's exactly right. Radical, disruptive, fast, big innovation, particularly the things that patients experience because the the patients typically don't have a lot of power in the system. The system has a lot of power in We're long for the ride. Right. Yeah, we're passengers, we're not drivers.
0: That's what
2: we're changing.
0: Something that I always have said is that we buy healthcare differently than any product or service on the planet. It's a very unique way of, I know there's lots and lots of talk in Washington about blowing things up and changing and trying to improve. This is very interesting what you're doing because this, I like the word disrupts, disruption, and then the other is that you keep saying how this is a patient-led platform. Patients, my experience, and I raised my hand guilty as charged, when I first was diagnosed 12 years ago, I just sat and listened to what the doctor said, and this is what you're gonna do, and this is how we're gonna do it, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And I I was clueless. I didn't know where to go, I didn't know what to go for, I didn't know anything. So it wasn't until I had three of my first team doctors that seemed so incredibly incompetent that I realized, gee, I got to actually go out and shop for this. I take it you're targeting patients, providers, physicians, payers got to be in here somewhere. Is that a safe assumption? Yep. Can you give us a little bit of an overview on the business model? Let's explore that a little bit, how you're going about this.
1: So we arrived at this notion that we want to accelerate the startups, the ventures, the solutions for problems that people encounter that are going to be patient-led. Very often, the typical scenario is that it's something that someone solved for themselves and then wants to make it available to others. You know, there, there are many examples of this. But one of them is, would be Marty Tenenbaum at Cancer Commons who solved his own problem, but he had special access and then wanted to make that set of services that he had available to other people. So that's the kind of situation. It's a patient. Patient has solved a problem that they saw and then wants to make it available to others. And we want to accelerate those kinds of ventures so that they get to market and grow as fast as possible. That was what we said, we can help because Erica has a very large social network in the patient advocacy community and the patient leaders, the the smart patient, stellar patient leaders. I've spent the last couple of years getting to know people around cancer, cancer care. And we can bring those people to address the problems that a venture would have, in particular, accessing patients. Uh, Patients are hard to access for all the reasons that we know. Uh, They don't naturally gravitate to paying for services or being engaged and empowered. So we want to find those people and let them be role models and encourage that. When we said we were thinking about that, we were trying to accelerate. Well, what is that thing? Well, it's an accelerator. Oh, okay. What is an accelerator? Accelerators are these uh, places that help grow and accelerate ventures that are trying to get to market. Okay, so that's, that's what we're doing. So what's the business model for those accelerators? Well, we looked at a number of them. Many of them are based on uh, giving those startups some money in ter- return and some services. The f- most famous of these is one called Y Combinator and they both give services and a, and a little bit of money to, to a startup to get it launched and then they have what's called a demo day to showcase a number of these startups that have gone through it and they do pitches and then investors throw money at them so we said well is that our model are we going to give money and we thought we're, what we're really set up to do is to give advice and to find people like yourself, that could be a mentor or an advisor to these companies that was, you know, help them deal with the questions and problems they have. So that, that's that's how we came to it. There are basically three different stakeholders around us. One is the startups or the ventures. The second would be the mentors or advisors, and the third would be any sponsors or funders who want to be facilitating or, or you know, accelerating the the kind of work that we're doing.
0: On that latter one, on the sponsors or funders. Give me an example, are, are you looking at industry? Or are you looking, I mean, I'm guessing anybody that would want to participate, but what would be your, what's your target?
1: Well, in healthcare uh, in, the, in the health ecosystem, pharmaceutical companies are the ones that are really designed to innovate and have uh, typically money to, th- can I say, throw at ventures. So they have deep pockets uh, and they, they would be just the logical place that many people go in some cases there are diagnostic companies that are similarly looking for more use of their their tools like sequencing for example or analysis there are many foundations that are often aligned with a particular disease like multiple myeloma or lymphoma breast cancer so those are all possible funders medical devices uh, would be another so any yes it's basically the large incumbents in the industry
0: give us an example if you would of a case study of somebody that you're currently working with on what you just described and and how that's playing out.
1: We are a startup ourselves, ironically. And what a startup needs is a first customer. And then the, the startup develops services that offer value to that first customer. And so we went out looking as we came up with our concept. We immediately went out looking for one or two startups that we could advise and add value to, and then learn what is of value and use to them is this idea something that the the idea that we could bring curated set of advisors and mentors to these startups to address whatever issue they had, uh, is that valuable? And it it happened that since I'm sort of out in the market, I'm bumping into these sorts of companies all the time. And a friend of mine, uh, Faye Sahai, who is former head of innovation at Kaiser Permanente has been very kind. She's now a venture capitalist and she feeds me the startups she's running into. And so I came across Rabble Health. And it was interesting to me because, you know, in part it was in the area of cancer, cancer navigation, and also the one of the founders, Aubrey Kelly, had gone through UCLA uh, Anderson Schools uh, incubator. And so we had a little bit of a connection there. So I reached out to Aubrey and found that she had exactly the kind of personality and culture and goal of basically learning. She really wants to learn. And that the idea that I could introduce her to people, that Erica could introduce her to people, we could provide services that would help her and her founder, Kimberly Tableman, deal with the issues they are uh, finding as they go forward, that was really useful to us. So we could figure out if we have something that's valuable and viable for people. And what we came up with was the idea of a hackathon. A hackathon is a a conversation. It's a learning experience. It's a community so that we will pull together community and basically throughout, I've been asking Aubrey and Kimberly, what's the most urgent issue that you're facing right now? And, you know, there are issues of every startup has an issue of fundraising. Many have issues of, of organization structure, but Aubrey's number one issue was we really want to understand who our customers are and what's valuable to them. They offer navigation services, so it's an app that offers navigation services. Aubrey has a background in pharma, as does her partner. And they're trying to design services that help people, and they're starting with breast cancer. And in particular, breast cancer for people uh, who might not have access to the full range of services that wealthy people do. And so her issue is what's value? I've just been diagnosed. What's the most immediate need that people have? And what kind of services might they be looking for? So we're going to design a hackathon around that, around that question and select people to join that conversation and essentially form a community around the issue that they they're dealing with.
0: Well, excellent, and you couldn't work with a better person than Erica then that knows how to build a community. That's all she's been doing for the last 15 years. Erica, why don't you chime in here, if you will, and close us out with how your community is going to support this effort?
2: How do I even start here? For the last 10 years, I've been building Town, but prior to that, I was, I've always been a, a network builder, and I know how to do that. And I was thinking, as Brad was telling about Rabble, that i've already connected aubrey to a couple of people and they are already talking about her issue her problem this is the beginning phase of what we call a hackathon service provided by the membership again we're just starting this out so we're trying out things but one thing that it comes to my mind is what we're designing here is precisely what I was looking for when I started to design Colon Town 10 years ago. And it didn't exist. And other than us, we don't think it exists in the same form. We're two patients who are, again, going out into the marketplace to disrupt what has been to make things better for our community, which in this case are the other disruptors patient disruptors and it's really exciting and it's it's i'm replicating what i did in the building of colin it's different it's it's more necessary for right now and i'm i cannot tell you how excited i am to be doing this and to be working with all these truly stellar thinkers and patients but in particular i love working with brad because as you can tell he's a very thoughtful careful and and caring patient and person and so thank you brad in public for joining with me in this wonderful project
1: good see me blushing
0: yeah and, and, and i was just thinking that my referral fee just got to go up because <laughs> yeah. you know i I was the one that got to make that introduction
2: yes you did thank you very (laughs) much randy
0: when you make these connections you actually i had no idea i mean you guys didn't have any idea at the time either because you hadn't even this hadn't even been incubated so it's amazing how collective minds think alike and what you can produce when you throw that all in a petri dish so to speak or against the or against a wall and see what sticks. We've got a couple of minutes left here. What are your next steps? Got the holidays ahead of us, 2021, which is gonna be much better than 2020. How are we looking heading into the new year?
1: Well, I I committed to my partners that we would find two startups to, to have join the accelerator and be our sort of first cohort. And we've actually got three. So uh, the idea is that we're sort of working with them to figure out what they need, designing hackathons for each of them to get things rolling. And I would expect that we will be launching that in maybe in December, but really in January probably next year.
0: That's a good goal and that's good timing and good that you've wanted to get two and you got three. So you're off to the good start. Erica, how about you? How are you going to circle the wagons, so to speak?
2: My role is... is, um connecting people, not recruiting so much, but again, going, connecting the people that we're meeting into our network and getting them all talking and all of the past activities that I've done, which is really, I'm a connector. So I know everything I know in business because I connect people and people talk to me about stuff, everything. So because of that, I know who the, stellar patients are that are doing things so along with brad we are available to talk to anybody who would like to talk to us about joining our endeavor and hearing more
0: well you are an excellent connector erica so it's make, to me sitting here listening to you two chime in together it's a match made in heaven so i'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out and obviously want to support you any way i can we are going to close our session, but thank you again, Brad. Thank you, Erica, for being here. Thank this you, Randy. It's been very beneficial for me to hear more about your story and how you're pulling this all together. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That's thank another Seed Sessions. Happy Thanksgiving.